The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lucas Lecture. It is me, veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night wherever you are because Diamond and Pearl is finally out. We have been waiting years for this moment. And then we spent a full year complaining about it. But now it's here and I'm having a blast, especially for those who only played it when they were really young. This game is great. It is simple. It's not bragging it's not going too far out of its way that'll be legend's job in january i don't care as much for the chibi design but when you get into the actual fights the character models oh my goodness it's so fantastic i love the character model for some reason a lot of the characters just get hot when you just animate them properly who knew now of course there are a lot of other features that came into the game aside from character models. They brought the underground back. I liked what they did with the underground. They went ahead and brought back the TMs, and they kind of changed up the HMs a little bit, which eh, I'm, I'm okay with. That's what Bidoof's for. He's my little HM slave. And finally, they brought back the Pokemon Contest. Now, when I say Pokemon Contest, 90% of all Pokemon game players go, oh, yeah, and then just go about their day. But then there's that 9% of people who are like, ugh, Pokemon contest. Then there's that 1% who's like, yes, yes, put my Pikachu in a hat. And that episode's for kind of all of you, but I'm targeting that 1% because they, they don't get enough love. The contests were added in Generation 3, and they tried to give you a little something extra to fill in time. Give you some other way to become the very best. Not just in fighting, but also being very stylish and beautiful and whatever contest requirement was needed depending on which one you picked. With Gen 4's remake coming along, I think it's a really good time to talk about those contests. Uh, we'll summarize some of the contest structures, we'll compare it to the real world animal contests in our world, and we'll see if either one can learn from the other one. And along the way, I'll give my thoughts on how it could be improved in the game especially. So with the contest, uh, back in Generation 3, uh, you would go from city to city and you would enter in these basically beauty pageants for your Pokemon to show off their stuff in specific styles in one of the five categories. Cool, cute, beautiful, smart, and tough. In Generation 4, they kind of moved it all into one city and one giant stadium. The game mechanics have kind of changed since then. They've focused more on the dance routines and stuff, but one of the things that has stayed the same is that the contest is broken down into different rankings. You go from normal, super, hyper, and master, and you beat one to go to the next level. Uh, the Generation 4 remake changed it up to being more about dancing, so it became a, a rhythm game of sorts. You can put different ribbons and stuff on your Pokeball in order to dazzle the judges, make a nice, beautiful entrance. I really love the sticker feature for Pokeballs. It gives you guys that, that extra feeling of, this is my Pokemon, check out his style. Super glad they got rid of the letter stickers. The fact that that got past any kind of censor. Oh my gosh, you cannot give any online community the ability to spell or say anything in a kid's game. It took like three seconds for someone to write a swear in like any language they wanted. 
The last thing that is really important about the contest are your moves. Turns out your Pokemon moves are going from attack to being more graceful or beautiful or smart. They each have a kind of thing that they can do in the contest. Some moves only work best when they're used last. Other moves will stun other Pokemon trainers and make them unable to move in the next turn. Some only shine at very key specific things that featured. The highest point winning from the appearance at the beginning to the dance routine to the moves, they get to win glory and fame and probably prize money. So from a world building perspective, I absolutely adore the Pokemon contest. Imagine being a kid in the Pokemon world who just wants to show off how strong the Machop is without sucker punching Rattatats in the woods. In the anime, it shows you that if you want to show off your moves in a dazzling way, you don't have to show it off based on combat. You can go and join the competition league. You can become what they call a coordinator. I think that's a really fun idea to have this separate path you can take with Pokemon. Instead of just being a violent sociopath beating up random gym leaders, you can go around and just try and be the most stylish you can be. Now, each one of the five style categories, I like to picture them in different ways. Uh, the tough contests are going to be my favorite because they remind me so much of the muscle shows one of my friends, Anna, went to. Like, she would get in really, really, really good shape. She would have all the tone and all the figure, and she had her own weight class. If you've never been to any of one of these bodybuilder posing competitions, these muscle contests, they are something to behold. Just the amount of dedication, just the amount of weight gain and weight loss and the right amount of BMI. It is truly fascinating stuff, albeit a little bit oily. <clears throat> I think it would be a riot if you could just take these specific Pokemon that didn't fit the category and just put them in there anyway. I kind of want to see a jacked Pikachu. I want to see a Pikachu where instead of storing electricity in its cheeks, it's stored in its muscles and it's just flexing on all of them. Obviously, there'd be a weight class, so there'd be like a roided-out Pikachu, a roided-out Rattatat. It would be fantastic to watch. The one that always confused me, though, was the Clever. The Clever contest. How do you, how do you show that you're clever in a contest? Do you just put your Alakazam up next to a chess-playing AI? Do you go ahead and you just play Counter-Strike? I don't know what you do when you have to show off how smart you are. Is it a spelling bee? Do you ask your Pokemon to spell? Are we just a child spelling bee at that one? I don't think that would be the most popular for people to go visit. The most popular ones to visit would easily be the cute contest. Oh my lord. The amount of money people would pay for that. Do you know what people who don't like the Super Bowl tune into when they have to watch TV? There is a puppy Super Bowl in the United States for those outside of it where you can literally switch to a few channels away and you can watch puppies wrestle with balls and play with them. People love cute stuff and this thing would totally sell. Now, if we're going to think of Pokemon that wouldn't fit in that you totally thrown in, I would so throw in like a Caterpie or I would throw a Yanmega in there to see if it could win the cute contest. I want to show these mammal Pokemon. They don't get to Bogart all the love. Uh, but do you think that the trainers in this one would be like monsters if you've never seen the child beauty pageant something i am not in favor of like at all no th these are kids please stop dressing them like adults it's creepy uh their moms are terrifying like some of those moms are super chill they're like hey 
My daughter wanted to do this. I just wanted to show my support. But then the, the mom was like, how dare you not give my daughter the first run? Like the, the, the psycho Aaron energy from that one. I want to see someone do that for a Pokemon. What do you mean my Slurve Pup isn't sweet enough? It's literally made of sugar. Just flipping tables. Uh, the security comes in. Good times. Uh, on the note of beauty pageants, the beauty contest, easy. That one's like the easiest one to think of. Just... I do think that the worst kind of Pokemon fans would go there, though gross kind, Blech. but beauty contests are pretty standard around the world anyway. Uh, I think it would just go for the most elegant Pokemon. You'd get your Milotic, your Gardevoir, that one muck that someone snuck in, that one is me. Again, if you're seeing a pattern here, I love taking the contests and putting things that go against type. I think it's fun. The cool contest, I, I don't know how that works works not like the clever where i have some idea like do you just go ahead and see who's the most interesting while they act disinterested i see it something as like a random talent competition you know in like the harry potter thing you've got your clever ravenclaws your brave gryffindors your ambitious slytherins and hufflepuff got the rest don't blame me blame the song i think cool is just where the hufflepuffs go this is just literally oh you got a cool talent let's see it I think this would be really fun if you taught your Bisharp like how to play guitar or you put your Ursarang on a motorcycle and have it ride through a flaming hoop. Just something you could say, oh, that was cool. And that pretty much fits the category. It's like the most open in category. Any Pokemon can fit into that one. Now, all of these categories are a lot of fun to think about, but the only problem I have with the shows themselves is that some of your moves can like disable other pokemon from doing their own thing and i think that's kind of like almost cheating in any kind of competition i wouldn't want to like disable the competition everyone kind of has to you know do their best it would be like if you had to watch a school talent show and your act was spinning plates and you saw the act before you was some guy shredding the national anthem with his teeth jimmy hendrix style that would stun me into place i wouldn't want to perform after that so with all of this, if I could edit the games in any capacity, if I could do whatever I wanted with it, with all that sweet, sweet money Pokemon brings in every year, I would take the next generation of games with Pokemon content and kind of split it two ways. I would give an actual RPG option. You would choose if you wanted to be a Pokemon Master or the top coordinator. You would get to choose if you wanted to be the stylish adventure, if you would go against coordinator masters and earn ribbons, and you would try and reach the highest peaks. I'm not saying getting rid of the combat, because that's what I excel at. Uh, you, you still get to train, but you train for different movesets. You still have to fight different leaders, but you have to fight them with different categories. You have to build the most stylish team, and then work from there. I think that's something that's really fleshed out, because people love Pokemon, it's not always about violence. <laughs> Sometimes it can be just, you know, looking good and styling, especially in today's social media age. We have the potential to have your Pokemon learn dances and you can post them on social media. Can you imagine the TikTok dances that you cannot tolerate now becoming way more tolerable when a Tyranitar is doing them? I would love to see that nonsense. So let's get to the obvious comparison in real life. Let's talk a little bit about dog shows. Yes, I know it's based on dog shows. I could hear you muttering while I'm making the episode. This is based, this is the dog show equivalent in the Pokemon world. And most likely where Game Freak got the inspiration. Animal shows have been a thing for as long as people wanted to show off their critters. 
hunting dogs or cattle. The first official dog show, though, was not started until 1859. Before then, it was literally just the hunting dogs being brought in by their owners to the nearest village or town to be like, look how good my hunting dog is. Look how good your hunting dog is. Just to show off the breed so you could properly breed them. Back in those days, when you bred a dog, it was bred specifically for a working purpose. It wasn't until around the uh, 1880s where they became limited to only specific breeds. They made an arbitrary list of breeds and the very specific features in those breeds. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of competition style at all because breeds are inherently a construct that we made up. There's no such thing as a breed. A breed is as natural as lab-grown beef. Breeds are only important. When you have to get a dog with specific tasks, a breed is useful when you need a list of specific characteristics that are for a real job. If you need a dog that specializes in being outside, being good with animals, protecting said animals. Yeah, having a breed is like saying, oh, this dog fits into this category, can do all these things. It makes it easier to find those characteristics. Outside of working dogs, no one should care about what breed their dog is. Again, that's that's an opinion, not a fact. Now, some dog shows require physical contests. So if you're doing a sheep herding contest or an obstacle course, those shows happen. But the big ones, like Westminster, they do things a little bit differently. These dog shows have the, the big book of uh, guidelines for what dog's breed has the correct feature. So when you take a golden retriever to a dog show, like Westminster, you are not taking them to be judged against the other dogs. The judges have a big book of rules to say what makes the best golden retriever, and your dog will be compared based on that list. Whoever has the goldenest of golden retrievers gets to move on. And it's a little, it's a bracket system, an elimination round. I kind of wanted to think of like what would happen in a Pokemon world if that was the thing. In Pokemon, imagine if you brought a Growlithe in to one of these kinds of contests. And instead of having them do tricks or dances, what if you literally just had to walk with them and some judge came up and like just started categorizing it to see who had the most Growlithe of all the Growlithe. And then you move up and you see, oh, okay, let's go to the different egg groups. So now instead of just Growlithe, you're being compared to everything in your egg group or even other canine Pokemon. And if you're still the most accurate of your breed in that group, you get to move up and get to move up until you become the best in show. And that's how a lot of dog shows work in our world. It's not about what you can physically do. It's what you physically look like and the different features of said breed. So it's not for me. I would like it when it's a training thing, when you have to train a dog to go through an obstacle course. That takes like skill that didn't involve like mixing and matching the different genetic potential. This is literally okay. Yes, you can genetically jump higher, but let's see if you can actually do it a little bit faster. I like that kind of training. The other kind of animal shows are things like livestock animal shows, and I like those a lot better, even though they have a similar system. There's more focus on the produce that the animal can make, such as beef content or dairy production. The idea is to see which animal would produce the best food either during or after its life comes to an end. And I think that's really cool because it really takes us back to our heritage. People don't really like to think about how important agriculture is to us, but farming and animal husbandry is super important to how we survive today. If you ate anything today, it's because farmers were working together and finding the best breeds of crop and or 
animals to work with. And it's really, really cool because at the local state fairs, you can see kids doing it. And I think that's really sweet. If you get a chance to go to a state fair, you always try and go to the animal area, even if you're not there to watch the competition. They have rabbits that are literally bred to be that cute. Like, they're not just found at a pet store. They were bred to be that adorable. And I just think that's really sweet. The thing I wish that they took from the uh, any of these contests is the diet. A lot of these animals, to get the fur they need or to get to the size they need, need specific diets. And all Pokemon offers us is Puffin, which is just candy and, like, sweets that I'm shoving into my Gyarados' gullet to make sure he's cool enough or beautiful enough. And I, I just feel like if you could imagine if you were just showing up at a random place like, hi, throw some random berries into this pot and then three... Four seconds later, you have to shove that into your Gyarados's mouth. At that point, just feed him the berry. Just cut out the middleman. We talked about this in our episode about a month ago. You can't just give random animals food and hope it works out. We've spent a very long time preparing diets for animals in the real world. It makes me laugh to think about just some random kid shoving candy into like a Benary's mouth and hoping it comes out beautiful and not obese and diabetic. To wrap up what I really think about the Pokemon contest as a whole, they're overlooked for a reason. Yes, it's fun once or twice, and if you're a completionist, you kind of want to beat it, but there is an opportunity to branch out and try new stuff with Pokemon that doesn't involve fighting. I know, blasphemy, but it, it could be done. If you think not fighting is boring, you clearly haven't played enough RPGs. I play a ton of Skyrim when I'm not playing Pokemon. And my favorite part of Skyrim is seeing if I can get away with certain missions by either talking my way out of it, sneaking my way out of it, or stealing an artifact from behind someone's back when they try and give it to me. That's just a riot. Real-world animal contests aren't my thing either. They're too strict and too focused on made-up rules made by people who, to be quite honest, have put a lot of animals in danger. Looking at you, pugs and bulldogs, I... I pity any of these pugs and bulldogs just it's not right i do think that if pokemon wanted to take some of that pile of cash they made from mostly merchandising and threw it into the game i think there's a market for a more in-depth pokemon contest and taking the stats into question i think there is a way to try and be not only the very best in fighting but also the very best in style too so that brings me to the end of our lecture today. I hope you guys enjoy talking about the Pokemon contest. If you have any opinions, if you love them, if you hate them, if you wish they could improve, if they wish they had their own game, whatever, we are on Facebook and Twitter down in the comments below. Also, we have our merchandise. If you want to grab your random Pokemon kiddo or friend, one of our shirts, you're more than welcome to do so. If you want to leave us a review, if you want to go on Patreon, it's all down below. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go ahead and get this Christmas season started. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night. Peace!